0: We've been doing this for two years. Yep. What yep. the heck? What's with the
1: neighbors? Hello, neighbors. Hello, neighbors. We made it to one hundred. Yay, <sighs> us! Oh my we gosh, did it crazy to think that we're still here uh after two years
0: <laughs> i know and you know what's really funny is I, I has it been two years
1: yeah this is this is also our two-year anniversary episode
0: i can't believe we've been doing this for two years i know
1: i know and now we're apart it.
0: I'm sad because we had a goal for our 100th episode or 100th episode not a goal but um something that we wanted to do and we didn't get to do it cuz I had to move away.
1: What were we going to do?
0: I think we wanted to go on a trip and do it.
1: Oh, that would have been so cool. I
0: think we were like talking about Oh, I forgot to put my eyebrows on.
1: Our dreams Anyways, and aspirations. They look good yeah. still. Thank you. Do you do you want to do what I suggested? Reflect back to our first episode
0: yes yeah go ahead hi yeah. so excited so i'm amy i'm Bree. and uh, this is our podcast yeah. what's
1: what's with the neighbors what's
0: with the neighbors what is we the sound neighbors? so little
1: our sound is so awful should we mm-hmm. <laughs> got some stories for you it's so cringy um, it's yes, good <laughs> so cringy. I can't listen anymore. We for those s- of you that have stuck little. around since the first episode. <laughs> Thank you. I applaud you.
0: <laughs> for going through our trials and tribulations. Yes. With us. And our
1: terrible sound quality until like our first year anniversary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: <laughs> Watch this episode mess up.
0: <laughs> well, it actually wasn't that bad when... I was down here for when Rick was sick.
1: Yeah, I know it wasn't when, whenever it was over Zoom,
0: and like it really wasn't that bad afterwards either. It was just a matter of figuring things out. We're fine yeah.
1: now. We're fine. Everything's fine. You guys have stuck with us, and we really appreciate it. We yeah. love you guys.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I have a correction I have to make. Okay. So here's my correction corner. Uh, Last episode, you asked me if I was going to give a shout out to that podcast that I've been listening to. And I said, no, or I said, not yet. Not yet. I I meant to do it in my story and I forgot. So I wanted to give out a shout out to Tooth and Claw because that story that I shared last week about Mo. The chimpanzee. I actually learned about Mo from their podcast. So I wanted to do a little shout out to and Claw. And that's where and she got that
1: question from as well. Oh, I need yeah. to post that.
0: Yeah, that's where I got that question from and um the arena question. So um shout out to Tooth and Claw. You guys have been getting me through my work every day
1: since I started, <laughs> and I appreciate it. So
0: they Thank seem like you. a really
1: interesting podcast. And also possibly a helpful cat podcast. Oh yeah,
0: I've learned so much. So much has uh of like knowledge of animals and stuff like that. And they they are very educational for sure.
1: Yeah, and they I I did not know about the whole bear thing that like if you shoot a bear, they'll go down slowly because their heart you said their heart rate's really slow and their yeah. blood travels really slow. So like you have to shoot it in the right spot in the head.
0: And so that's why uh, when you're hiking and stuff, it's best to use bear spray first instead of, again, a bear s- bear spray will work more effectively. Do we have any announcements?
1: Um. Well, we did hit one milestone by our 100th episode. I've already mentioned this. I wanted to hit... 10k in downloads which we have done i know that is not that much but guys we're a small podcast we are not looking to be i mean we would love to be super famous let's let's be honest everyone but, wants you know, to be famous yeah but um we're happy that we have people that are still listening to us so yeah <laughs> like actively Thanks. every week we get like 70 80 100 downloads so it's pretty cool yeah so that's a big deal so thank you guys I
0: agree. Um also send in your spooky scary bedtime stories. Yes. to us for your kids. Um uh you can send it in audio, video or even like type it up what they're as saying. As long as it's
1: in their handwriting like or not their handwriting, their own their words. words. Yeah. Just like, it's like those teacher notes that, like the answers that kids will answer to teachers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those are so (laughs) funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, send those into WWT and podcast or send it to us through messenger, whatever, you know, DM us, slide into our DMs, whatever. So, um, yeah, I have, I have something I want to tell you. So I kind of told you about it last night, but I really didn't want to get into a whole lot of details because I did want to share this with you on the podcast. Um, The skunk incident. Oh, God. (laughs) So so this is what happened last night. So I'm like in my bed and I'm like doing stuff on my computer, doing some research, doing a little gaming. And I heard my bedroom, because for those that don't know right now, I'm staying with my parents because... The economy sucks and she lives in a trailer. I do not live in a trailer. <laughs> not that there's anything so, wrong with that. But for the so longest time
1: so. I thought, thought Amy lived in a trailer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with multiple bedrooms and just this ginormous house. <laughs> ginormous trailer. Yeah. Um, multiple bathrooms. <laughs> with a garage. Um Anyways, yeah. So we live with my parents right now because we just recently moved to California. So, um my window to my my bedroom goes is to the backyard. Okay. And so when you open and close that door to the backyard, you can hear it if you like if they slam it. It kind of like, you know, you can hear it. And yeah. so I heard my mom doing that and she was like letting the dogs out and then like a couple seconds later I get this ginormous woof of woof with a ginormous woof, like scent of a uh, skunk. And I was like, Oh no. At first oh, I no. thought maybe it would be the neighbors like smoking weed. Yeah. But then like, as, like this is like happening like in, super quick and i'm like nope that's not the neighbors that's way too strong and so i run out and i'm like who got sprayed who got sprayed oh, and my god. mom's like what what and so she opens the back door and just the it flooded in oh, the my smell gosh. and she's like oh my god so like she closes the dogs try to come in she slams the door on them and i like grab a garbage bag and cut holes into it so that she could wear it because like i'm thinking about the oils yeah so she runs back to her bedroom because her door, there's a door that goes to the backyard from her bedroom also, and so she runs into her room, grabs one of the dogs, carries them into her shower, and then the next one, and then it smells so bad. And she left that that back door open after she put them in the shower, and I was like, it is so strong in your room. And I'm like, oh my gosh, because the smell is still coming in because of the door. Oh so I slam gosh. her door and then we only had it had uh petite tomatoes sauce like I don't like just the cubes. Yeah.
1: Diced petite.
0: Yeah. And so I give her two of those cans because that's all we had. And so she's like (laughs) trying to wash them with that. And the dog, one of her dogs, Izzy is pink now because she's got, (laughs) she has white. And so it like stained her.
1: Start pouring ketchup all over them. (laughs)
0: That's what I was like. What about ketchup? Ketchup has tomatoes in it. Yeah. It was so awful. So then the dog starts eating the tomatoes in the shower, <laughs> and then she ends up, and then she ends up throwing it up. And then yeah. the puppy goes, the her new puppy goes, and he eats her throw up, and then now <laughs> he has diarrhea. It's such a mess. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: Did you throw up?
0: I did not throw up. That smell doesn't I really. So proud of you. It's that smell doesn't really it stinks and it's gross and i don't like the smell but it doesn't bother me yeah <laughs> so but yeah our house still smells it still stinks in here oh my gosh <laughs> mostly oh my in my gosh. mom's room
1: but oh my gosh do you guys have like is that happened like often or has it happened, it's happened a
0: couple times with our dogs yeah
1: oh man yeah there's a lot because
0: um like we live in a subdivision but there's also undeveloped um land. like land near like right across the street and down the road so um
1: get some wild animals every now and then
0: oh yeah there's coyotes and yeah there's been bear in the neighborhood before a couple Jeez. times and yeah
1: <laughs> that's so. crazy oh and my gosh that was gosh. fun
0: yay was, <laughs> yay us <laughs> the dogs still smell but it sounds
1: like you guys were thinking really fast though
0: yeah, we had to. You guys are
1: like on the point, like trash bag <laughs> tomatoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And luckily the puppy didn't get sprayed, but it was so funny because my mom, uh, she, she, the she was looking through the door because was like little. It's a window pan, and Charlie's like blinking his eyes like this. He's like,
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> it must oh, have like gotten baby. right in his eyes. Oh. <laughs> So,
0: yeah. Anyways. Kind of like,
1: get away from me. I like your shirt.
0: Oh, thank you. I like your I shirt. I almost wore
1: my sweatshirt today that said that, but it was a little too warm. Thanks. Yeah. Candy corn and pumpkins. Yes. And witches and Hocus Pocus, Black Cats, and Full Moons. Because oh! it's spooky season.
0: It's spooky season. So, 100th episode. What are we doing for them, Brie?
1: Oh, well... we have nothing planned so you guys have been listening to this for no reason at all (laughs) all right have a good day uh Uh, no so amy and i are doing a combo story on drum roll
0: wait 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 stop 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 stop
1: um do you want to say it together yeah okay one this never works out good one (laughs) two, two three three The Cecil Hotel. Hotel. (laughs) That was terrible. (laughs) We're doing a story on the Cecil Hotel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So finishing up my notes today, I was like, this is probably one of the hardest stories I've done.
1: It's a bit. Yeah, I know. Whenever, like, as I was doing it, I'm like, oh my God, she has her work cut out for her.
0: It was rough.
1: I, I did. I did. But like, mine was more so just like having to dig for things. Oh, and I sent you something.
0: A text message?
1: Yeah. So it's what I sent you.
0: Okay, so do you want me to look at that now?
1: Yes, I sent you a surprise. It was supposed to get there by Friday, but it did not. Oh,
0: my gosh!
1: It's a mini one. It's not, like, full size. I figured that, like, it could fit, like, on your desk or at (gasps) work or something like that if you want, because it's tiny. They also had a Haunted Mansion one, but the Haunted Mansion, it was, like, super boring and bland, and, like, it was cool, but, like, I feel like you should have the castle first.
0: Oh, my gosh, Brie, I love it! (laughs)
1: Thank Yay!
0: Oh, I will I put it you. on my desk at work.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's tiny enough. You see the minifigure yeah. next to it. Yeah. Oh my Yay. gosh, she's so
0: cute. You are, you already seen that? Never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> oh, thank okay. you. You're welcome, buddy. I love you, I love and you. I want you to get addicted to Legos like I am. I'm
0: trying. I'm
1: trying. I'm trying yeah. to get my husband so, into it. Yeah, it's good. I get it. Yeah. All right. Okay, so what's so, your neighborhood story? Uh this is I think it's a Twitter Twitter post or whatever it's called now. And it says this X. little boy X, this little boy next door just opened his window and yelled, What is through thirty two plus seven? <laughs> so I yelled back thirty nine and he said, Thank you God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was That's- funny. That's
0: so funny but that reminds me of um like pandemic times like early pandemic when everyone's like forced at home and you're like bored out of your mind
1: yeah <laughs> like where you yell something out and hope that someone finishes it yeah <laughs> oh, that was a big thing <laughs>
0: it's yeah it's
1: really high-pitched soprano right there
0: (laughs) thank you (laughs) um so we're doing the cecil hotel and i hope that i covered everything that you're covering because we did not collaborate at all you guys um i did did uh, you told me to mention room numbers and i forgot to mention room numbers until this moment
1: Okay, that's okay. I have I have some important ones as well. Oh. Okay. So, okay. And I can Google them too.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh oh, I have a question for you real quick. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. What villain would make the best therapist?
1: Oh man, that's a good one. Um like Disney villain?
0: Yeah, or any villain, Marvel or DC? dreamworks universal i don't know
1: i'm gonna be honest thanos knew a lot of things about the universe and like he could probably tell you straight up but also he wasn't very sensitive because he kind of killed his own daughter um and kind like of. half of everyone in the universe um yeah he's not very sensitive let's see in my head Corella, definitely not Corella. She is, no, 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 too far. She's got problems of her own. She's got to go see her own therapist. (laughs) Not (laughs) Ursula. Definitely not Ursula. Mm, Dang, that's a good one. Dang. The Grinch.
0: The Grinch?
1: No, not the Grinch. He's terrible. He's super selfish.
0: But he also, his heart grew too.
1: Darth Vader.
0: Darth Vader. Okay.
1: Yeah, because he like, he had good in him. And he'd been through a lot
0: so he's seen he, and he, he, he he's was learned. a jedi
1: so like he believed in like not killing people but then he got bad so then he killed a bunch of people but like maybe darth vader
0: okay. i don't know
1: who who do you think
0: um i actually think ursula
1: ursula why
0: yeah um because she's like straight up and like yeah You know, and I think, like, for me, I would need someone like that. And she's also sarcastic. So, like, (laughs) she'll understand, like, you, like, using sarcasm to, like, mask your pain. And so she would understand that. And also like she has a solution for everything. Like when Ariel's like, but she's like, but what about how am I supposed to communicate with him or something? And she says a boobs. Body language. A body language. She didn't say boobs. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Body language. (laughs) So that's just, that's, that's why I think that.
1: Okay. Okay. That's fair. I like it. I'm going to stick
0: with Vader. Vader. I like it. Or I also thought of Mother Gothel.
1: Oh god. Maybe. No. No,
0: but this is why this is why <laughs> she may not be a good therapist, but she would be a therapist. She would be really good at uh like tricking people into thinking things, you know?
1: Yeah. I I I could see that. I mean, she tricked Rapunzel yeah. to stay in the tower for all of her life.
0: 18 years. Yeah. So, Anyways, let's get to our story. Um, I don't get into the history of the Cecil Hotel. um, I'll cover that. Yeah. And so um, the Cecil Hotel is located slap dab right in the middle of Skid Row in a highly, highly deprived area of Los Angeles. And it's also been connected with several very high case potential murders. So the first one that we're going to talk about is the Black Dahlia. Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia, was apparently drinking at the bar of the Cecil Hotel a few days before she was found cut in half and horrifically cuts from her. One corner of the mouth all the way up to her ears from both corners. And to this day, that murder remains unsolved.
1: I wonder if that's where they got the inspiration from American Horror Story, um, the first season. Because the one girl had the exact same things and it was like a 1920s, 1930s. And she was cut in half and she was like this pretty up and coming movie star.
0: Possibly. Probably so. Um, Elizabeth Short was born July July 29th, 1924, in the Hyde Park section of Boston, Massachusetts. She was the third of five daughters, her parents, Cleo Alvin Short Jr. and Phoebe May Short. Cleo was a U.S. Navy troop, and her mom, Phoebe, was a housewife. Um, I'm not sure if this happened while he was in the Navy Navy. Or if this was like a side job that he did, but her father built miniature mini cor- miniature golf courses um, until he lost all of his savings in 1929. I could see uh, losing when, your
1: savings in that.
0: Yeah, well, he lost his savings in the 1929 stock market crash. Oh. Um, in 1930, his car was found abandoned on the Charlestown Bridge, and it was assumed that he jumped off into the into the charles river probably because like he couldn't support his family you know his life savings and stuff like that um believing her husband was dead her mother began working as a bookkeeper to support the family elizabeth suffered from bronchitis and severe asthma attacks so she underwent lung surgery at 15 after her doctor suggested she periodically relocate to a milder climate to to prevent further respiratory problems um her mother sent her to to spend the winters with her family, with family friends in Miami, Florida, um, for the next three years, but she eventually dropped out of Medford High School during her sophomore year. Okay. So in late 1942, Elizabeth's mother received a letter of apology from her presumed dead husband, which revealed that he was in fact alive and well. And oh my he gosh. St- started a new life in
1: california so could you imagine okay. um by the way i've been in california this whole time i hope you're not mad okay yeah bye. okay bye um,
0: <laughs> so uh in december at 18 years old elizabeth relocated to vallejo california to live with her father um who she hasn't seen since he was six but at the time, he worked at the nearby Mar Island Naval Shipyard on San Francisco Bay, um, but arguments between the two led her to moving out in 1943. She took a job at the base exchange at Camp Cook, which is now called the Vandenberg Space Force Space Force Base. Sick. Um, <laughs> Um, near Lompcock, briefly living with a U.S. Army Air Force sergeant who reportedly abused her. She left there in mid-1943 and moved to Santa Barbara, where she was arrested on September 23, 1943, for drinking at a local bar underage. Juvenile authorities sent her back to Massachusetts, but she returned instead to Florida, making only occasional visits to her family in Boston. While in Florida, Elizabeth met Mayor... Major Matthew Michael Gordon Jr., a decorated family Air Force officer of the Second Air Commander Group who was traveling for deployment to the Southeast Asia theater for World War II. She later told friends that Gordon had written to propose marriage to her while he was receiving injuries from a plane crash in India. but regardless, she accepted his offer, but he actually ended up dying in a second plane crash. Oh, uh, shortly after, you know, in July 1946, she relocated to Los Angeles to visit Air Force Lieutenant Joseph Gordon Fickling, who was a friend of hers from Florida. He was stationed there in Long Beach. Uh, she spent the next six months in Southern California, mostly in the L.A. area. She worked as a waitress and rented a room behind the Floriton Gardens nightclub on Hollywood Boulevard uh, she had been variously described as an inspiring or would-be actress so she was trying to be like an up-and-coming actress yeah. she did in fact have you know goals to be a film star but she actually never had acting jobs or any credits, so she had never starred in anything yet On January 9th, 1947, Elizabeth returned to home in Los Angeles after a brief trip to San Diego with Robert Manley, a 25-year-old married salesman she had been dating. Um, Robert stated that he dropped her off at the Biltmore Hotel in downtown Los Angeles and that she was to meet her sister, who was visiting from Boston. Some people have said that staff of the Biltmore recalled having seen Elizabeth using the lobby telephone um, shortly after sh- she was al- allegedly seen by others that were also at the Crown Grill cocktail lounge at 7754 South Olive Street, which was about three eighths of a way away from the hotel that she was staying at. So on the morning of January 15th, 1947, Elizabeth's naked body sever- was severed found severed into two pieces in a vacant lot on the west side of south norton avenue midway between some other streets that we don't care about at the time the park that she was found in was largely undeveloped so not a lot of people would go there Her severely mutilated body was completely severed at the waist, drained of blood, leaving her skin pale white. Medical examiners determined that she had been dead for around 10 hours prior to the discovery. Her body apparently had been washed, which is bananas. Her face had been slashed from, like I said, from the corners of her mouth up to her ears. She had several cuts on her thighs and breasts where entire portions of flesh had been sliced away the lower half of her body was positioned about a foot away from the upper part of her body and her intestines had been actually tucked neatly beneath her butt the corpse had been posed so her right hand was over her arm bent at her elbow and her legs were spread apart near the body detectives located a heel print on the ground tire tracks and a cement sack containing watery blood uh there were a few suspects but each route of the investigators took led them to dead ends there were people claiming to be her killer but there there was like even a guy that sent in this envelope and like had cut letters out of newspaper and like like put it together like as a confession but all those leads went to a dead end by the spring of 1947 uh, her murder had become a cold case with a few leads sergeant Brown, one of the lead detectives of the case, blamed the press for compromising the investigation uh, through journalists probing for details and unrevealed reporting. So Basically, because she was such a beautiful person and the way that she was murdered and like posed, every it was a huge, right. huge, huge deal. And so he blames the reporters for the
1: case going cold. Happens. So now,
0: now we're going to talk about Pigeon Goldie. Wait, um, so,
1: so she was she last seen at the Cecil? No, she was seen just a
0: couple of days before.
1: At the Cecil? Yes. Okay. But okay.
0: it's just, that was just one of the case like one of the major cases murder right. cases revolving kind of the Cecil Hotel yeah it's important so, yeah so uh on june 4th 1964 a hotel worker discovered pigeon goldie osgood osgood yeah a retired uh retired telephone operator dead in her room. She had been raped, stabbed, and beaten, and her room had been ransacked. Goldie Aww. was well known around the area and had earned her nickname because she fed birds in the nearby Pershing Square. Near her body what was The Los Angeles Dodgers cap she always wore, and there was a paper sack full of birdseed.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Hours after her murder, Shaq B. Ellinger, 29 years old, was seen walking through that square where she would feed the the birds Mm -hmm. in bloodstained clothing. He was arrested and charged with murder, but was later cleared of the crime, and the murder remains unsolved. Dang. So now we're going to talk about Richard Ramirez. Apparently at the time when Richard Ramirez was a resident at the Cecil hotel, it was poor. It was so poorly ran that Richard Ramirez would literally walk through the lobby covered in blood from a murder he had just committed. And no one would even bat an eye. They're like, Oh, that's normal. Mm. Um, And I actually covered Richard Ramirez already in episode 30. So I'm not going to go into all of his awful murders um but if you'd like to hear more you can hop over to episode 30 miss frizzle of true crime to hear about his murders and then jack unter is that how you pronounce it i think so wager yeah. was born august 16th in 1950 in austria to uh Therissa. Uh, She was a Vietnamese barmaid and waitress and Jack Becker, an American soldier who had, they had met each other in Italy. Some sources describe his mother as a sex worker. Jack's mother was jailed for fraud while pregnant, but was released and traveled to Grays, where she ended up having Jack. Um, after his mother was arrested again in 1953, Jack was sent to Carithia to live with his grandfather, who was also known as a rough fellow who regularly used his grandson to help him still farm animals. Uh, Jack... <laughs>
1: Jack was hey. in it. A- whoa, whoa, hold on there. I mean- hey there, son, go down the road and go steal me a sheep, would you? <laughs> <laughs> what? How would you conceal that? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I have no idea
1: okay proceed
0: um so jack was in and out of prison for much of his youth he worked as a waiter but between 1966 and 1974 he was convicted of not one not two but 16 times mostly for theft related offenses but also for pimping and sexually assaulting out and on a sex worker. He spent most of those eight years that he had in jail. In 1974, Jack murdered 18-year-old West German Margaret by strangling her with her own bra. He was convicted and sentenced to life in prison in 1976. While incarcerated, he wrote short stories, poems, plays, and an autobiography called Purgatory or The Trip to Prison,
1: uh, Report of a Guilty Man. Okay, I would probably want to read that, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it sounds good. (laughs) That sounds Um, fascinating. uh, That later served as a basis for a documentary. Several figures, including Austria writer, I'm not even going to say his name, has since questioned whether Jack actually wrote that book or if it was somebody else. In 1984, a campaign to pardon and release Jack from prison started because apparently strangling is someone is like no big deal. What? Um, Austria. President Rudolf, I'm not pronouncing that. I don't even know how. Refused the petition when presented to him, citing the court mandated minimum of 15 years in prison. He's like, no, like he gets 15 years in prison for sure because that's what is like 15 years is the start the minimum for murder yeah so the president's like no nah, dog but writers artists journalists and politicians pushed for this pardon so eventually in may 23rd 1990 he was released after the required minimum 15 years of, to life uh okay. 15s minimum 15 years of his life term upon his release perjury that book was taught in austria schools and his stories for children were performed on austria radio what jack uh, Jack, i know jack himself hosted television programs which discussed criminal rehab and worked uh, as a journalist for the public broadcaster orf where he reported on stories concerning the very murders of which he was later found guilty on so law enforcement later discovered that jack killed a young woman um, in seven and seven more in Austria in 1990. He mm, all these names I want to say them, but they're so <laughs> um. Bernhilde, Heidi, Elfred, Sylvia, um, Seb, Sabine, Karine, Karine uh, Regina. I'm not pronouncing their last names
1: because don't don't even yeah. bother.
0: Okay, so um, all all seven or eight of those women. We're all in the first year of his release from prison.
1: Oh my um, gosh! And
0: all of them were strangled with their bras.
1: Oh my gosh! I already hate bras so much. I know. In
0: 1991, Jack was hired as an Australian Australian magazine to write about crime in Los Angeles and the difference between U.S. and European European attitudes to prostitution. He met with local police, even going so far as participating in a ride-along of the city's red light districts. During Jack's time in Los Angeles, three sex workers, Shannon, Irene, and Peggy, were beaten, sexually assaulted with tree branches, and strangled with their own bras.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Back in Austria, Jack was suggested as a suspect for the sex workers' murders in the appearance In the absence of other suspects, police took a serious look at Jack and kept him under surveillance until he went to the U.S. as a reporter. The police observed nothing to connect him with the killings, but police and Graz eventually gathered enough evidence to arrest Jack, but he had fled by the time they entered his home after law enforcement agencies chased him and his girlfriend. Uh, through switzerland france and the u.s he was finally arrested by u.s marshals in miami florida on february 27th 1992 oh my gosh on the june 29th of that same year He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. That night, Jack killed himself in prison by hanging himself with a rope made from shoelaces and a cord of the trousers from a truck suit using the same knot that was found on all of the strangled sex workers. Jeez. And he is connected to the Cecil because when he was here in in the U.S., that's where he would stay.
1: Okay. And he would murder people while he was there. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's disgusting.
0: I know. So now we're gonna talk I'm not positive. We talked about this one and you asked me so uh Jane Purcell. I don't remember baby. this one. Okay. Oh
1: yeah. Okay Yeah, you cover it.
0: Okay, so Sept- now we're going to talk about Jane Purcell. September 1940, Jane Purcell was 19 years old and shared a room at the Cecil with her boyfriend, a shoe salesman. Um, he was 38 years old, Ben Levine, who apparently was unaware that she was pregnant. Um, I'm not sure if he didn't know or she didn't know.
1: I, I heard mixed things. I heard yeah. she, he didn't know, and then I heard she also didn't know, and then I heard yeah
0: yeah so i'm not too positive about that but regardless she goes into labor i'm going to assume that he didn't know Yeah. So, but she goes into labor. She later testified that she did not want to disrupt Ben since he was sleeping. Oh my gosh. You're so nice.
1: (laughs) I'd be like, wake up. I'm in pain. Get up. I'm not feeling (laughs) good. Yeah.
0: So she went to the bathroom where she gave birth to a baby boy thinking that the baby was dead. She threw him out the window of the Cecil Hotel and he landed on the roof on an adjacent building. And Jane, she was charged with murder and the um it but it she was charged with murder but it was thought that she was mentally confused at the time of the incident and in January of 1945 she was found not guilty by the reason of insanity oh my gosh so this next one I'm not going to go into I, I share it I share enough details for you to get the story but I'm not going to go into depth for it because it's such a huge story and also i know it's been talked about that her i believe her sister actually asks people to like stop researching it and stop going into it so i'm not, i'm going to share it out of respect yeah out of respect so i'm but i'm not gonna do a deep dive and try to i don't know anyways so
1: you can watch things on it and you can listen to other podcasts that yeah. talk about it as well
0: okay. um so this is of eliza lamb
1: elisa uh, I think. elisa i know i you. heard it both ways too
0: so elisa lamb also known as Lam ho ye was born on april 30th 1991 Elisa was born to David and Yuna Lam, who were immigrants from Hong Kong before moving to Canada and opening up a restaurant in British Columbia. She also had a sister named Sarah. Elisa went to University Hill Secondary High School and the University of British Columbia. Outside of being a student, she was a blogger. She had a blog around 2010 called either fields on blogspot elisa what was uh then started uh, some sort of thing like blog thing on tumblr about two years later mental illness was something that she struggled with and blogged about often she went to california alone for the first time on january 28 2013 She checked into the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Her stay there, her stay was to last three nights. She wasn't supposed to be there very long. During this time, uh, she was, her known activity was pretty limited. She did visit a bookstore. She returned to the hotel and then she vanished. She had left her belongings behind at the hotel, including her laptop and clothing. There was no signs of forced entry into her room or any drugs you know, drug-related paraphernalia. Uh, Her last known sighting was on security footage from one of the hotel elevators in which she was seen acting erratically, moving around inside the elevator as if hiding, speaking, and motioning as if there was something or someone outside of sight of the elevator. She held the door open and then she pressed uh, the elevator button several times. She was reported missing soon after she failed to check out of her room on February 1st, 2013 on February 19th, 2013. And the naked remains of Elise Elisa, Elisa lamb was found in the water tower on top of the Cecil hotel her body was discovered after a maintenance man went and looked in the water tower because residents were complaining of low water pressure and the water tasted funny oh. um, and I know And her case remains is still remains unsolved oh man so I'm not sure if you cover this one or not. So I'm going to say it. it. It Okay. So on June, this is my last one. June 13, 2015, the body of a 28-year-old man was found outside of the hotel. Um, some say he may have committed suicide by jumping from the hotel, although a spokesperson for the country county coroner informed the los angeles times that his cause of death actually remains undetermined to this day okay that's it so those are some of the few murders and murderers that are in that revolve around the cecil hotel i didn't do more because i told you i was gonna keep it to 13 pages
1: (laughs) 13 I love yeah. it.
0: <clears throat> it's actually at fourteen, but
1: it's okay. Yeah. It's good. You're good. Um, I think mine is probably less than that. I never even counted this time. Usually, I do. Mine's eleven, and mine's 11. smaller font. Yeah. Okay. So, are you so, going to
0: share with me some paranormal that's happened around
1: this yes. hotel? Yes. So. Um, I am going to tell you some spooky things, but first I, I do like to dabble into the history because it is essential Yes, and we all know I do the history on stuff like that. So, yes, she does. So as Amy said, the Cecil hotel is located in the heart of downtown LA. It was built in 1920. Why are you talking like that? (laughs) (laughs) Let me stop. It was built in 1924 by hoteler William Banks Hanner the idea of it being a place for like businessmen and tourists to stay at it <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry uh it was dev- designed by a loy lester smith in a Butes art style cons- okay. costing at 1.5 million dollars to complete um, did you see
0: the inside of it
1: oh yeah it, it was gorgeous it's so pretty it's except for the rooms the rooms are just awful so they basically spent all their money on the lobby from everything that i watched and read they put all their money into the lobby and the rooms were just like "Eh, half ass it's like you have a bed (laughs) you're fine so the hotel was made up of 19 floors holding 700 rooms it featured a beautiful luxurious marble floor in the lobby like everything was marble um had columns, uh, stained glass windows up top on the ceiling, and potted pl- potted palms. Oh, gives you that whole luxurious, uh, yeah. California vibe there. Uh, given the location, you can walk to nearby places to go shopping, eating, go grab a drink, go on a tour. It was like in the perfect spot, and it's like in perfect distance from everything that's important yeah. too. Yeah. But even with it being as grand as it was, five years after it was built, the Great Depression hit. And that was just the beginning of the downfalls of the Cecil Hotel. Ooh. Uh, But we'll get into that in a second. You guys already know. Uh, So, beginning in 1927, sprung (laughs) the first of 16 non-natural deaths at the cecil hotel and i said 16 non-natural because like there have been more than that there like people die in their sleep people die and then i watched a documentary and or i watched part of a documentary with a lisa lamb thing but i didn't want to finish it because i've seen it before and the hotel manager had said there had been 80 there just in the time that she had worked there so like there's a lot of death there
0: there sounds like it
1: the ones that I'm reporting on, uh, a total of nine of them were deemed suicide. Two of them were labeled possible suicide. So that's like in question, I guess. Right. Um, things that could like, have been
0: one of the ones, that I, the last one I shared. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah. Uh, it goes from possible uh, or poison ingestion, uh, gunshots, slit throats, uh, multiple yes, falls yeah. slash jumping from the building. They called the some of the suicides falls from the building, but I don't know. It seemed really weird to do that. And an accidental drowning, um, ranging in ages from newborn to sixties.
0: Holy cow.
1: Um, some Amy's already discussed, but I'm going to go over the less crimey ones. Um, but I will go over those in a minute. As the years passed, tragedy went on soon. The area surrounding the Cecil went through an economic fall and the hotel and the road uh, that it was basically on was dubbed Skid Row, where thousands of homeless people would hang out. The hotel would become a meeting place for junkies, runaways, and as Amy discussed, criminals. Yay! Yay! Criminals! Yay! Criminals! <laughs> the you first did few, it. Fl- <laughs> the first few floors became temporary living location for many. And in 2011, the hotel was rebranded as Stay on Main, where it was the home for low credit tenants and like, a half hostel and low-budgeting lodging for tourists. So, like, there are people that live there permanently, and then there are people that would come and visit and in and out and, like, share rooms and, like, communal bathrooms right. and stuff.
0: I wonder and, how much it costs for them.
1: Oh, not a lot. Yeah. Uh, did I put that in here? Oh, I don't think I did. It was, like, 60 and I, maybe 40 It, it was somewhere in that. It was under $100. It was very cheap.
0: Yeah, but... Okay, so you know how oh for the people living there, yeah, that's so expensive. Not a lot,
1: not a lot. I bet they gave them
0: a discount.
1: Yeah, they well, yeah, they did not have to pay a lot. So, in 2017, the hotel was designated a historical cultural monument by the city of L.A. Then, In 2021, the Cecil Hotel was reopened as an affordable housing complex operated by the Skid Row Housing Trust, providing low-income housing to 600 residents.
0: Whoa, Brie.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Okay, let's get on to the dirty. Yay! The first to start it was in 1927 when a Percy Ormond cook shot himself while staying at the Cecil, starting up the many deaths that would occur here. Let me put it out there that a lot of these deaths and suicides do not leave behind notes. So it's like very random. It seems that they did it, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Okay, in 1931, a W.K. Norton ingested poison capsules. Where do, where do you get poison capsules? I and... have no idea. <laughs> then in 1939, an Erwin Neblett was found dead from also ingesting poison. Then in 1940, a Dur- Dorothy Seeger also died from the consumption of poison. Um, and the only one of those three who left a suicide note was Dorothy.
0: So the other two could have actually been drugged.
1: I mean they probably did commit suicide because they did like ingest poison. But yeah, then maybe, I don't know. Or maybe like something mentally was going on. Yeah. In the hotel. Um in 1932, a Benjamin Dodich and Benjamin Button. He he <laughs> was very young. Uh in 1932, Benjamin Dodich at twenty-five was found dead by a maid with self-inflicted gunshots to the head. In nineteen thirty-four. A Sergeant Louis D. Borden at 53 was found with a slashed throat in his hotel room, leaving behind notes saying that he was poor in his health already. Oh, wow. It's really sad. Yeah. In 1937, a Grace Margot at just 25 died falling from her window on the ninth story. Her fall was broken by telephone wires, which were wrapped around her body and Ugh. then died after going to the hospital. Oh. So, like, she got tangled up in a bunch of telephone wires, and then, yeah, and ended up dying that anyways. is, yeah, That is oh. messed up. In nineteen forty-seven, a Robert Smith at thirty-five died of died from jumping from the seventh floor of the hotel. It was deemed a suicide. And the same year, the that was the same year the Black Dahlia was seen last seen alive at the Cecil, nineteen forty-seven. Okay. I bl- okay. I believe. I may be wrong. In 1954, a Helen Gurney at 55 stayed at the hotel under the name Margaret Brown. A week later, she jumped from the seventh floor of the hotel and landed on the top of the Cecil's Marquee, leaving no note. And I'm pretty sure it took them a while to find her. They didn't know she was there for a minute.
0: Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. In
1: 1962, a Julia Moore at age 50 jumped from the eighth floor of the hotel and landed in a second story interior light. Well, that might be the one that they didn't realize was there. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this one sucks. You. Oh, wait. No, I you didn't go over this one. We talked about yeah. who was going to go over this one. Yeah. All right. 1962. Polly Auden at 27, jumped from the window of her ninth floor room after an argument with her ex-husband. His name was Dewey. Uh, Dewey. He left the room prior to her suicide. And. To break her fall was the pedestrian George Gianni. It killed both of them instantly, and there were no witnesses at first, so it was believed that they committed suicide together. However, upon further investigation, George's shoes were still on, which wouldn't typically happen when jumping jumping from such high heights, and his hands were in his pockets.
0: Poor flipping guy.
1: Yeah, like you're just taking a stroll down your normal walk, probably grabbing a bagel or something like that, and then, boom, boom. Oh, in 1975, a woman believed to be Alison Lowell, at possibly 23 years old, jumped from the 12th floor on the Cecil's second floor roof onto the Cecil's second floor roof, Jeez. which is pretty impressive because I'm pretty sure they're like spaced out apart, so she had to jump pretty far. Yeah, I don't give know me if- a,
0: give me a second. I'm
1: in. who is it is it tony or leon
0: it's your son <laughs> i
1: was about to say he's the one who doesn't ever want to be without you handsome hey pretty boy oh my he, goodness
0: he probably he's just so woke handsome. up from a nap and was like wait a second where's mom
1: where's my mommy he's <laughs> so sweet is he still so affectionate
0: yes yeah. Not as
1: affectionate as Leon, probably, but he's no, still a baby. No.
0: He's over a year old.
1: Still. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess Leon was younger when he was affectionate.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, in 19... 19- I'm almost done with the deaths. <laughs> You're good. Uh, in 1992, the body of an African-American man in his... 20s or 30s uh, this may have been one that you just said was found in the alley behind the cecil police say he either jumped fell or was pushed from the 15th floor of the hotel and has never been identified
0: was you said what year was that
1: 1992
0: no this this one was 2015
1: oh that's the next one i'm covering uh the 28 year old man who was found outside the hotel okay um yeah. So it said that he possibly died from jumping from the building or committed suicide and I guess he's that he's his identity identify his identity is unidentified. What? Am I saying his identity is identi- unidentified? <laughs> 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 That's right, right? His yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh fun fact because what's a 100th episode without fun facts? I love it. So, the Cecil Hotel, evidently, according to the previous manager, the hotel receives one to three 911 calls a day. What? Yeah. Could, oh,
0: my gosh. I would hate being the dispatcher. Oh, like, yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah. I, oh, but they know it's always serious because it's just, it's not even like it's the crowd that's around it, like the things yeah. that are happening because it's such a rough crowd, like drugs yeah. and stuff like that are there and all this bad stuff, so... So, being that many of these suicides seem to have no motive, no notes, and no indication of actual suicide, I don't know if they looked that deep into these, but I couldn't find anything on if there was motives, um, and no indication of actual like wanting to commit suicide other than just jumping and pulling or pulling the trigger, Uh um, pun intended. Could it be that the hotel is cursed, or perhaps that something drives the guests
0: to the point of no return? i think so
1: so on the topic of elisa lamb yeah she her room was 506 uh and i believe i read somewhere that her room across from her richard ramirez he also stayed in the room across from her but then he was moved to another room something but i think that was just like the first night
0: Yes, something that I failed to mention, and I don't know if you mentioned it, but she was moved. She was originally in a shared room, and they moved her to a single room.
1: Okay, yeah, I I don't mention that, but I do remember hearing something about that.
0: Yeah, so I don't know what the rooms were, but the first one was a shared room, and then they switched it to a single room. So,
1: and also I know she was on like, um, I know we said we weren't going to talk too much about her, but I do want to mention some things. I do know that she was on bipolar medication uh-huh. and that must be where people in the hotel were saying that she wasn't taking her medications Oh, or s- people had said that she wasn't taking them or was didn't know meds. that I don't know people <laughs> they are like oh my god there's her freaking alarm to take her medications again <laughs> <laughs> that, just,
0: that could be it <laughs> <laughs> um sorry,
1: Oops, sorry if that was disrespectful okay so They're as you know I, where amy or as you know uh amy said that elisa's body was found in the water tank on top of the roof three weeks after going missing um her death was a big question uh they put an accident, I think at first and then not accidental and then changing it back to accidental, something huh. like that on the report, they changed it back and forth. And they oh, had like, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before her death on the surveillance, uh, they caught her acting strangely on the elevator at times, uh, seemingly yelling at someone out of view, as well as attempting to hide while pressing multiple buttons and waving her arms erratically. You guys have all seen the footage. We've all seen it. Um, there are several theories involving her bipolar, not taking her meds, and her playing a game called the elevator game, which is when the player visits different floors and goes into a new dimension. The rules are that the player must get in alone, uh but I guess things change when someone else joins. Um So the player must get in on the first floor before is traveling this,
0: to this. I'm sorry. Is this for someone that's not taking their medicine or is this just like a game anyone plays this
1: is an actual game
0: okay sorry yeah
1: yeah this is an actual game so um the rules are the player gets in on the first floor and before traveling to the second floor or then they travel to the second floor then they travel to the sixth and back to the second then up to the 10th and before going down to the fifth floor It is important that they do not get out at any point. The game then supposedly in the game, someone supposedly sees a mysterious woman enter the lift on the fifth floor, but the player cannot interact with her, and the player must push the button to the first floor again. If the lift does go down, the player needs to leave the building without looking back. But if the player goes to the tenth floor, they will enter a new dimension on the on uh, enter a new dimension. So it's, you can look it up on how to play it if you want to play it, but I really um, don't want to. Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure lots of people go in the hotel just to play that game.
0: Okay. So that's a game that people play specifically. Yeah. It's at like the a paranormal. Hotel.
1: Yeah. Okay. Speaky, it's not just at the Cecil hotel. It's oh. like a, it's like a paranormal game. Oh, okay. That people play like Bloody Mary, um, on the footage, it looks as if she could be playing this game. Um, Cause she is pressing lots of buttons and like yeah. acting very strangely. Like there's something with her and like peeking out of the elevator over and over. Uh, lastly, some believe that she could have been tormented by some of the spirits in the hotel. Um, and I don't know if this was legit, but um, there's supposedly other footage that's been leaked that cause there oh. was a bit missing. Um, and I saw it on TikTok recently and it said it was her in the elevator looking like she was getting choked and slightly lifted.
0: Interesting. And
1: um, the door also wasn't closing. The door was just staying wide open, like when elevator doors normally close. Yeah, it was just staying open. So I don't know if that's real. I can post it after this comes out. Yeah. I feel bad now that you mentioned about the, her family, okay. but I'll I'll post it in the group. Um, fun fact. <laughs> again, after you know her what? Passing, Hold on. Yeah,
0: it wasn't her. That people were talking about. This was a different girl that I've just, for some reason, I mixed them up.
1: <clears throat> okay. Okay. Well, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Regardless, it's still a very sad story. Fun fact, after her death, the reservations in the hotel skyrocketed. That's That's weird. not a good thing. That's a terrible thing I like that. because people were curious. People wanted to see because yeah. there was so much in question. Like they wanted to see how to get to the roof. People were trying to get to the roof. People were trying to climb outside the building and all this other crap.
0: Oh, jeez, People,
1: uh, Richard Ramirez, uh, who you mentioned stayed there was known for worshiping the devil. And that's something that people believe that he was doing in the hotel was doing some of his devil worshiping. And apparently he dumped his bloody clothes into the dumpsters there on the property what i don't know how true that is but uh they said that in one of the docs that i watched so let's get on to the paranormal uh according to a former former long-term resident named kenneth givens of the cecil anything higher than the sixth floor was dangerous
0: oh my gosh which
1: i feel like the first few floors since they were long-term residents We're also dangerous. So the whole place is just dangerous.
0: Just danger everywhere.
1: (laughs) Everything's bad. Uh, (laughs) Guests have supposedly seen the apparition of the Black Dahlia at the bar. Yes, I'm sure about that. Mind your business. (laughs) Oh, 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 shout out to and that's why we drink because I looked everywhere for um, different things that have happened to at the hotel that people have supposedly had experiences and whatnot and yeah. i looked and looked and looked and i listened to and that's why we drink because i try not to listen to other podcasts because i don't want to get right. their take on it yeah. but they gave me a quite a few different things that have happened so oh okay so guests have supposedly seen the apparition of the black dahlia at the bar and sometimes after seeing her their drinks will randomly spill on them ah, uh that's weird. shadow shadow people have chased guests uh Windows open by themselves, hear the sounds of screaming, crying, singing, humming, like in the shower, also humming in the shower. (laughs) The crying in the
0: shower is so real.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my place too. (laughs) Uh, Someone, some people have heard someone growling right in their ear, as well as disembodied voices. No. uh, Being pushed by an unseen force. And what sounds like the faucet turning on when they, and then when they go and check it, it isn't on. And then other times it is on, on its own. Whoa,
0: that's so weird.
1: People on the streets have reported seeing figures hanging around the hotel windows. Like they're going to jump.
0: <gasps> no. Oh, I wonder how per- many times someone said like,
1: no, don't jump. Oh, a lot. And People have called 911 too.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: Yeah. Um, personal items disappearing, have been known to disappear and reappear in other places in the hotel, like in other rooms. That's so Uh, funny. I'd be so pissed walking back and forth. The sound of walking back and forth in your room and in Uh your closet, unexplained knocking on the door, hearing things moving around at night, like hangers in your closet and someone (laughs) pacing the room, knocking in the closet, the feeling of something grabbing you, the, Elevator has been known to automatically go to the seventh floor. uh From the if it's on the first floor, they'll like just go to the seventh floor automatically, and what? that that happened in like three different things that I watched.
0: What the heck?
1: Waking up to the feeling of someone sitting in your bed and sometimes tugging on the bed sheets.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't mess vivid, with me when I'm sleeping.
1: Vivid shadow, vivid dreams involving shadow people. Um, on ghost adventures, they, they were one of the few groups that have ever gotten permission to investigate the Cecil. They did that for like two nights and just being in the building, they experienced feelings of rage and anger. Zach caught a series of photos, capture a shadow figure moving towards them. And, uh, a, an anomaly was anomaly detected stick figure person was in the elevator. Also, they had a medium there with them and they took her to one of the rooms that someone has they that they knew someone had committed suicide by jumping out of the window and she immediately they didn't tell her what she was going up there for what had happened they didn't give her any backstory and she immediately opened the window and was like i have to get out of here and they're like oh my god let's get you out of the room
0: what the heck Um,
1: like she was gonna
0: commit suicide yeah
1: yeah (gasps) a tiktoker at Pete uh, Montezingo. Uh huh. Speaking of calling nine one one, he lives across from the Cecil Hotel, like today, and he has caught a pale white woman or something standing in the windows. It looked like a very clearly clear as day looked like a woman in a dress, yeah, standing in the windows during the day, and he called nine one one. And they said that she wasn't attempting to jump or anything. And like he was like watching the doors to see if she was ever going to leave. And he never saw her check out or leave or anything like that. So like they don't know what happened. It was just very weird. You can look up the TikTok. Stop talking to me, Siri. Sorry. <clears throat> okay.
0: <laughs> That's so, so freaky.
1: Yeah. So I had to get some Yelp I'm Scared reviews. I knew you would <laughs> a Richard on Facebook on a Facebook post commented. I stayed one night about 15 years ago with a girlfriend. One night, the lights kept going off and on. Soon. We went to sleep. The rooms next to us were empty, but the doors kept opening and slamming. Every time I went to look, no one was there. We also heard cats fighting, but they said no animals were let in the hotel and what? we were 10 stories up.
0: T- cats fighting
1: there you go there's your cats okay that's weird so this one really like wowed me so a selma on a facebook post commented on a post and the post was asking what the cecil was like in the 80s and they Uh said the same i got a room there one night in about 1985 and what you don't see is the first few levels of the hotel were rented out to people just coming to the hotel but the upper floors were used by people off the streets with vouchers welfare vouchers and the glass walls upstairs had big giant rats crawling through it if you can actually see them as you're like you can actually see them as you're trying to lay down which i somehow stayed in the room, but did not sleep there that night. But the next morning, I was gone. That part you don't see the upper floors past the third floor is where all the welfare vouchers were given out. So is all. It always looks spotless, clean, and everything on the bottom floor because only paying customers get the first three floors. That was in the 80s. I can say what goes on now, but when I was there, I saw Ramirez walk what? out of the hotel. Everybody on Main Street between 5th and 6th and Main was like, there's the man that's the strangler, the killer, but nobody went after him because we all knew he was the killer. So, uh, yes, I saw Ramirez come out of the hotel, and, yes, you can check out anything I'm saying. Um. So, yeah, this person saw Richard Ramirez.
0: That's so Go in and out of the hotel. But
1: they were, t- like, I guess everybody was, like, too afraid to say anything because he's Richard Ramirez.
0: I mean, but I still get that, like but you could have prevented so
1: many bad things. No. <sighs> yeah, I thought that that I saw that when I was like, "Oh my god, I have to talk about that one." That's
0: so freaky. Um,
1: this one is from Hello Magazine and it says, "My room was on the 14th floor. Soon as I entered the room, there was a presence. Felt like nothing I've ever felt before. It was not a good feeling. It felt cold alone and That I gave up on love and happiness. Oh, my God. Like a Dementor. What? Like all the love and happiness were gone out of the world. It's like a Dementor from Harry Potter. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So sad. Okay. Uh, Fun fact. Yay. You can purchase water from the Cecil Hotel on Etsy. Why? You can. I don't know. (laughs) Why do we need to do that? It's like 19 bucks for what What? i almost got you some i'm glad you did thank (laughs) you on the bottle it has a sticker it looks like a a really nice fancy liquor bottle and it's got like a really nice sticker that has cecil hotel written on it and it says this bottle contains municipal tap water drawn from the plumbing system of the historic hotel cecil in downtown los angeles during the peak of the lunar cycle for use in spells, altars, and or seances whenever concentrated slash negative energy is required. Warning, use with caution. This product is not effective against the undead. That's true. It's real. Look at it. <sighs> I can post that with it too. Yep. That's so I was, weird. Uh...
0: I could understand using it for like uh seances and stuff like that. Like maybe stuff.
1: Maybe, but that's so stupid. You guys are... No, that's so dumb. Hey, people are buying it, clearly. It makes me so mad that you can make money off of that stuff. But also, you're a genius. Yeah. But I I hate you. Okay, so... (laughs) um as of today the hotel has been featured on ghost adventures uh they had to get like i said they had to get like really special permission to go on there and there's a couple of like paranormal youtubers that have been on there and yeah. one of them i stumbled upon um i didn't watch the whole thing because it was like three hours long but it was a paranormal group called oh, crap i didn't write it down like paranormal Cody. no
0: it's not zach and cody what
1: what never mind
0: What (laughs) are you talking about? (laughs) I was having a conversation. I was a conversation that we had like a week ago. I just like I was finishing it.
1: Oh, never never mind. You want to talk about it? No. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's okay. Zach and Cody.
0: That's not it. I'll restart it yeah restart it
1: (laughs) okay so as of today the hotel has been featured on numerous like tv shows there's been like documentaries about it but ghost adventures is one of the very few paranormal groups that have been there they had to get special permission but there have been a couple other like youtube paranormal groups that have been in there and Uh like i decided to like watch their video and like i'm watching the beginning of it they walk into the hotel and they're like all funny they're young dudes they're pretty comedian i think they're all comedians as well and oh, okay. they go to the front counter and randomly matt rife fucking pops up shirtless and he's like hi you come to check in and oh i didn't my realize gosh. he does like paranormal shit what he does like ghost hunting he, he i'm pretty sure he works with them because like a while back i saw him go to like the conjuring house so matt rife you're awesome. I did message you in case you listened to this. So, you know, it was just like two days ago that I messaged you. So you're a busy guy. I get it. Whatever. Please roast. <laughs> Whatever. Me. Thank you. Please roast our podcast. No, don't do that. <laughs> we don't. roast ourselves enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh... We have
0: sensitive, sensitive souls.
1: sensitive shows uh the hotel's also been featured on the big netflix series about elisa lamb there's a lot of information about the hotel in it and on the unsolved mystery type show uh, a lot of unsolved mysteries type shows um it's also been it is also the what season five of american horror story was based on the hotel season, yes. really, really good seasons with Lady Gaga.
0: Yeah, yeah, Gaga, Gaga,
1: Gaga, and it is now designated into a Section Eight housing for the homeless. So be careful because once you check out, then you can never leave. Oh. Welcome to the Hotel California.
0: That's so such a spooky
1: place. Sorry, you're good. I added that in there clearly, and I was Obviously, very excited to share that part. Yeah, so that was a Cecil Hotel, everybody.
0: That was so good. I I learned stuff I didn't know. Some yeah. of that stuff, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, okay, cool, good,
0: yeah. Thank you for sharing. That was you're our welcome. 100th episode story, you guys.
1: Yay. Oh, wait. I forgot to say Richard Ramirez was somewhere on the 14th floor. I can't remember what room he was in, um, but also the 14th floor in a hotel is usually the 13th floor. So I thought yeah, that was you're kind right.
0: of spooky. <gasps> that is spooky.
1: Ooh-hoo-hoo- I didn't know that. I sounded like Tigger. <laughs> 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 oh my um, gosh! Hey, um, sh- quick shout out to our sound guy Cody because we never yes. talk about Cody. Thank never you, Cody, for um being awesome and helping our sound better get better yes. be better.
0: Thank we, you, Cody, yeah. and for putting up with us too. Because I know yeah. that we can be. And yeah, <laughs> thank you for being a lifesaver, Cody. For sure, you're you're amazing.
1: Yep, he's part of the What's with the Neighbors gang, by the way.
0: Yeah. He's, he's one of us. Um, so I have a, I have a neighborhood story. Okay. Um, this is from Reddit and it says, I live in an apartment building and one night my downstairs neighbors had a live band. It was like every cliche 90s movie where the cool kids had a party and there was a ska band. Except this was real life. It was just like Jurassic Park, water rippling effects and all.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, I'd be so mad. I would too. I get mad when the neighbors blare their music.
0: (laughs) I (laughs) know. get mad when the neighbor's dog barks like yeah (laughs) shut up (laughs) shut up (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, my gosh that's
1: funny i like it
0: so we're gonna get we love you guys we've already said all that blog gross stuff um thank you for listening and I hope you're still around for the next hundred episodes.
1: Yeah. And if you want to watch us, our videos are now available, which we've talked about before. Our yeah. episodes are now available on YouTube for anyone to watch. So you guys yeah. can check us out, watch us read like, you know, leave experience reviews, it all. yeah, leave, leave us, leave us some reviews on everything. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. That... And follow us on social medias at WWT and podcast.
0: The reviews help the algorithm and help get us more listeners and whatnot. So um,
1: do that, please. Yeah. Just like, you know, go ahead and type out what you want to type and then send that to your mom and be like, hey, mom, can you review this person? And then she's like, I don't know how to do that. And you're like, okay, give me your phone, mom. And then like you put in the review that we can get two reviews in one. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, cool. I'll just do it for you, mom. That's Sorry. exactly what
0: you should do. You just gave
1: a scenario,
0: but that's—I mean—that's what my mom would do. She'd be like, "Just I don't use know how really to do funny that. names." Yeah, like bend over <laughs> and and Harry do Bush. That. <laughs> You're dumb. You're so dumb. Uh, um. Anyway, so that's that on that, and this is our what's with the neighbors. And have you checked in on the neighbors lately?
1: What's with the neighbors?
0: bring Bring amy out out um say hi to your cats for us don't get dead happy 100th episode good job i love you yay i
1: love Love you too